Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Good morning and welcome one and all to the Sonic Society, the world's greatest showcase of modern audio drama. I'm one of the hosts, Jack Ward. And I'm Tother, David Alt. Hello everyone. This week on the Sonic Society, we've got two great companies returning with brand new shows. First, we have episode one of Dark Send from Austin Beach and Broken Bard Productions. And after that, we're off to Misfits Audio and Glenn Haskell with A Choice Between. But you don't need to make a choice right now between ah, either because we have both of them right here. On the Sonic Society. <laughs> Broken Bard Studios. most unadulterated expression of freedom lies entirely in the act of murder. Did that get your attention? Whether you agree or not, it's still true. I wish I could say that it wasn't, but I know better. It's a strange revelation to experience, kind of like living your whole life in a dark room until the moment when someone opens the shade over the window, overwhelming you. Then everything just stops as your reality reboots. The shock you feel when you first see all that lies beyond your four walls and a roof, can you relate to that? Can you imagine the scene I described? Or am I just talking out my ass? That is entirely your call. But you should probably hear the whole story first. Maybe then shit will make sense. Maybe then you can judge me. Oh, and about that freedom that comes wrapped with murder kiddos? Wanna know why I'm such a mondo fracking mess? I think the best place to start is right about here. Corin, hurry up! I gotta pee! Seriously, I gotta go! Note, volume up, five. Damn it, Corin, I will piss on your bed. I am not playing. Aaron, fine. Hold on. But I'm not getting out of the shower until I am done. Note, pause, door, unlock. Oh my god, are you trying to make it a sauna in here? Anyway, I lied. I just need your hairbrush, thanks. Oh, and a parting gift for you, glow face. 
You're welcome. Oh, you look fine. Note, door, lock, resume music, volume at background to crescendo. Quiz on a Saturday? Frack. I know, right? Can you tell how I was suffering there? Retro trending first world problems? For real. So there I was, staring at my deeply troubled 19 year old face in a steamy mirror, and as usual, my priorities are frack. Screw that just a month ago I technically died. It's a little heart stoppage compared to having to be up early on a Saturday to take a makeup quiz. I know, right? You scoped that, did you? That part about me being dead? Glad you caught it. So here's a key bit of backstory for you. All right, the post note version first. A month ago, I was rewiring the hollow rig on my PET. It, it went bad. I got shock fried and power went out in the city block and in my heart simultaneously. Luckily for me, maybe unluckily is more appropriate, mom was certified in CPR and saved my sorry ass. All said and done, I was officially dead for 3 minutes and 33 seconds. Went to the hospital and dealt with all that sort of frack, then got the all clear. Physically, I felt fine. I felt better than ever. Mentally and emotionally, not so much. And now, for the retro, emo, gothy, it's my story and I want to whine version. When I was offline in every way, I didn't see a bright white light. No dead friends or family greeting me. No shadowy figures trying to haul me off to wherever the hellville. Didn't even get the life flash before you montage. There was absolutely nothing. No sight. No sound. No pain. No light. No dark. Just null. But you know, even that, I, I think I could handle or at the very least manage... But for the entire three minutes and 33 seconds I was dead, during that whole there was absolutely nothing part I just mentioned, I was aware. I recognized that there was nothing. But the thing is, it wasn't actually me. I have a memory of an awareness that was not mine. It just existed like pure thought, like an idea that created itself, a, a concept. This is the damage I was doing my best to ignore. The memory and the frustration its presence caused me. But I was already drowning in it. Just hadn't realized it yet. Lauren! 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 Note. Volume to background low. Speak to kitchen. Really? Again with the yelling? Seriously, Mom, why won't you use the note CPS speak? One... Watch your tone, too. It's easier for me to just yell them, bother with voice commands, and yelling gets my intent across quickly. And three, your breakfast is ready, and Marcus is here to pick you up, so get your butt moving. Okay, okay, I just finished shaving. I gotta do my paint, then I'll be right down. I'll do my hair in the car. No way, brother. That spray on quickcrete that you call hairspray is not being used in my car. I just don't get it, Lauren. 
Look, you do a cyberpunk thing. Neo. What? Neo, not cyberpunk. Neo, cyber golf, Neo, whatever. I think it's ridiculous. You put neon paint on your face like some kind of boy in the dark boxer's tattoo. I mean, really, hard. <laughs> Today is Halloween, but you look like Halloween every single day. <laughs> Thanks for that support, there, Marcus. You're all heart. Not my circus, not my monkeys, man. Sorry. You, my friend, are an asshole. Language, please, mother present. Jeez, you two. Since you were both five years old, huh? Marcus, your mother and I deserve an award for enduring the two of you and your friendship. I hope you know that. You know you love me. What I know is that you think that you are a smooth talker, but, well, I suppose it's one of your enduring qualities. Well that and you don't glow in the dark like my son, huh? <laughs> and you know, that's, uh, that's a good point if I do say so myself. How come my son can't be more like his best friend and look at least somewhat normal, huh? Even if he dressed like some beach bum jock like you, Marcus, that would at least be a, a small improvement. Oh, uh, thanks, I think? Oh, don't be so thin-skinned. <laughs> I love you too, son. <laughs> Here, let me make it up to you. Since your cohort is too slow, have some of Corrin's breakfast while you wait. Yeah, it was getting cold anyway. Maybe it'll uh, speed him up if he wants any before you eat it all. Ugh, and use a fork, not your hands. Ugh, I swear... Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Really? My breakfast? Your own fault. Look, I told you to hurry. I don't have time to argue. I have to get Aaron to the swim meet in less than an hour. Speaking of which... Aaron, move it! Marcus, I gotta grab my purse and, and, and load the uh, ribbons for the meet into the car. Just please tell my youngest child I will be waiting there. Gotcha. Will do. And put your dish in the washer, not just the sink. So, from the sound of all that, I guess you ate it all. Price of the lift to campus, Q. Anyway, do you think I would leave my best friend just hanging? Shame on you, sir. One cinnamon toaster pastry, fresh from the box. Coming right up. I got you, man. You know, not only are you an asshole, but you are kind of a dick, too. Well, taint so bad from where I sit. <laughs> Ugh, so very bad. Why am I friends with you? Because of all those endearing qualities your mom keeps talking about. I think I hate you. I think I'll live. But seriously, man, you should kick it into high gear. Probably Marcus, not a good idea to be, be late to. Marcus, gonna be one step closer to taking your metal record away from you after the meet today, old man. You know this, right? Can't say I fault you for trying, but I can say that it's not gonna happen. Just be happy with living in my shadow. You know, like your brother is. Dick. So are you gonna make it to the meet today? Well, at the rate your brother is moving, I might not make it out of your house. But yeah, I should be there. BT-Dub, your mom is waiting in the car. You should get moving, too. You two are a laugh a minute. I'll be right down. Almost done. Nice. The cinnamon ones are my favorite. Thanks for the breakfast, Marcus. You're way more sway than Corin. I know. Yeah, I hate you. Y you already said that. Ugh. Note. Off. So yeah, that's Marcus. You're already starting to love the guy. Yeah, 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 I get it. What's not to love? He's got it all. You know you know what I'm talking about. Think of all the stuff you hoped you would be when you grew up. Smart, funny, athletic, charismatic. Total alpha quality. 
When I say it that way, it makes me sound jealous. Who wouldn't be? At least a little. Well, I am not jealous. Not even a little. Follow this thought thread. Marcus has a 170 IQ. He holds multiple records from his high school swim team days and was the valedictorian of our graduating class. He's in college on all kinds of scholarships, studying to be a marine biologist with a secondary focus on sociology. Hell, even dressed as a beach bum wearing a cut-up tank top that says fish and some kind of awful Zumba pants, the guy has girls and guys craning their necks to look at him. What Marcus cannot do is dance, play music, sing, program a PC, or wire a simple note CPS into the wall. But I can. Well, not so much the sing part, but, but you follow my thread. Like my mom said, Marcus and I have known each other since we were five years old, so we crossed those envy bridges long ago. Bottom line is, I trust this guy with my life. Maybe not so much my dignity, but that's how best friends operate. Q, watch your radioactive war paint. That crap is impossible to get out of the upholstery. Seriously, man, you need new material. You say that every time I get in your car. Frack it. At least you stopped calling it makeup. Ooh, that's my bad. I apologize for not refreshing my give shit to Q material. Just a fan of the standards, I suppose. Did you remix those retro tunes for me yet? Because that's the only reason you should be touching my stereo. Really? Look, man, early 90s bubblegum pop music is not retro. I mean, really? What do you mean, really? Do the math. It's 40 years old. That's safely under Keyword, the... old. What? Old. Old and retro mean the same thing, basically. Uh-huh. You tell yourself that. You are far too fascinated with subculture doctrines and harmonic classification systems. You realize this, right? There you go, all, I'm gonna have degrees and I like to study. So rules call, yep, says right here, you are not sweat. You, sir, are a neon hipster. And how are you gonna give me heat about old music? You listen to all kinds of old crap. Retro. I listen to actual retro. The blues is retro, punk is retro, techno is retro. What the hell, man? How can you say these are retro and pop is not? You're just being difficult, AKA a dick. And you are still not sweat. Look, man, Britney is cool, damn it. I have no words. Which means that I, Marcus, look at It came from out of nowhere. I saw the moment of impact on Marcus's face as the side of the car crumpled around him like an industrial cocoon. Then suddenly, time sped up again. All I knew was pain. My right arm felt broken. I was obviously in shock. I remember picking up Marcus's sunglasses. Marcus, your sunglasses, man. Oh, frack. Got paint on his seat. He's gonna be pissed. 
What I didn't see, however, was the driver of the other car limping in front of us, moving to the side of the car with a gun. I could smell leaking fuel and smoke. Come on, you freak! Get out of the car! Frick off of me! You're coming with me! You're my way out of here! Morpheus! Cooperate and I won't shoot you! Morpheus! Hear me, kid? My friend is hurt! Let go of me! Not my problem, kid! That car is gonna catch fire! We need to go... now! Damn it! Let me go! I have to help Marcus! I was consumed with fear and rage. The anger felt as if it was literally going to burst through my skin like an exploding bomb. My head started swimming again. And the pounding like the worst migraine ever experienced by man. I could no longer see anything but swirling colors and points of light. All I could think about was Marcus. I was straining so hard to focus my vision, but instead, the lights got brighter. Electric energy trails snaking through the air in every direction like comets. I think I was screaming when the world froze up. As in, just stopped. The energy trails and lights stopped flying all around. There was no more sound. For a few tenths of a second, time did not exist, and I was aware of that. Reality seemed to, I don't know, hiccup? No, it rebooted. And then I heard a deep thump from within my chest. One single heartbeat. And the frozen trails of light all changed directions and rushed towards the wreck. No! What? Marcus! What the hell? What did you do, kid? What the hell was that? Marcus, talk to me. I can't see, Marcus. Damn it. Answer me. How the hell did you do that? What the hell are you? He is your better. That is what he is. Do not stand up. Now, throw away the gun. <laughs> So confused? Trust. I was too, so I can sympathize. The explosion had knocked my attacker and I backwards, separating us, and I was certain Marcus had died and it was this asshole's fault. And who in the hell was this other guy? The one who got shot? Told you it was gonna get weird. I think I think it was the gunshot, the sound of it. That shocked me out of whatever the hell kind of spell I was in. I don't really know what else to call it. My vision was starting to return, but only as very blurry, watery images. I could still see little pinpoint explosions of lights happening all around me, though. Not that any of that mattered at the time. All I knew was hate and desperation. My best friend was dead. This motherfucker had to pay. I turned my head towards my attacker, and the pinpoints of light went out with my gaze. He became the only clear thing I could see. Him and the little lights. Well, they seemed to move as if directed by my rage. 
They flew around him and underneath him, and as he was trying to pull himself up to his feet, the gun still smoking in his hand. At that time, I cannot say I even truly realized what happened, but I can remember it now. It was the first time I actually saw my powers at work. Yeah, I did just say powers. Stay with me. My attacker got to his hands and knees when two long spikes formed from the concrete underneath him, almost instantly growing through him, impaling him. One of the spikes went right through his gut, and the other through his bottom jaw and out the back of his neck. Then they were gone, leaving no trace behind. As the spikes disappeared, the blurry vision and the lights did as well. I saw the other guy for the first time then, some tall street shaman looking guy with long black hair wearing a trench coat and sporting a gunshot wound on his left shoulder. He opened his mouth to speak when... Q... 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 Marcus, you're, you're alive. What, what happened? How'd you, how'd you do that? I, I thought you blew up. How did you get me free? I, shit. I think you killed that guy. He did. That is why he needs to come with me. We cannot afford to let him be in police custody or even at the hospital right now. He has no control. You will be fine. Despite your broken leg, you suffer intermediate contusions and abrasions. Nothing fatal or debilitating. And the paramedics will be with you shortly. I don't feel... Right. Q! Corrin! He's spent, but his injuries will heal fast. I shall contact you as soon as possible, but I must take him with me now. Otherwise, he may not survive. Or worse. What the frack is happening? Who the hell are you, man? You may call me Winter, and I am the only one who can keep Corrin safe. Jack, look, I'm on the freeway heading to the store to pick something up for tonight. Do you have a preference? That Asian salad you made is pretty good, Carly. I actually had that for lunch today. 
Okay, well, whatever you come up with tonight will be perfect. Jack! Carly! Oh, dear God, no. Where? How did I... Am I dreaming? I mean... Wait. I know this place. This is that meadow a, a mile or so behind my grandma and grandpa Benson's place. I haven't been here since I was seven. The bridge looks the same. And there's the rope to swim over the brook. Just beautiful. Grandma Ruth? Grandpa Wayne? This is impossible. They've been gone for years. They're waving at me, smiling. A picnic. They have a picnic for me. I can't remember the last time I was on a picnic. Carly. Can you hear me? Jack, you'll never believe who I see. Is she gonna be okay? Who are you talking to? Carly, it's gonna be alright. Jack, I am so tired. I feel so peculiar. I hope they're all right. I've never seen anything like that. That looks like my car. That woman looks pretty bad. I... She looks like me. How is this possible? How can I see my own body? Broken. Oh, I am shattered. That can't be me, but, but what's going on? We are concerned about her, Jack. I called you in here because her heart rate increased dramatically. And there are so many broken bones. Will she make it? Hey, I'm right here. Why can't they hear me? She's unresponsive to stimuli and internal bleeding. You've got to do something. We're doing all we can, Jack. Well, maybe it's time to raise the bar, Dr. Patterson. This is my wife we're talking about. I, I know, Jack, I know. I've never heard Jack like that before. So, what are you studying this semester? Oh, 
boring stuff like pretrial etiquette and legal jurisprudence. Ah, a lawyer then. <laughs> what gave it away? Uh, I'd say the clothes, but you look so much better than most lawyers. So, what about you, Jack? Engineering. I, I don't mind a little time in the office, but after a while, I need to be out in the field. This lets me do that, and it can pay pretty good, too. Uh, hey, uh, could you bring us some uh, mozzarella cheese sticks? Thanks. So, who is Carly Jeffers? Let's see. Small-town Midwestern girl who had no idea what the big city was like. I have decided that I enjoy ethnic foods almost as much as my grandma's fried chicken. Hate Professor Mueller's class. <laughs> Don't know who he is, but he sounds awful. <laughs> Mueller's a she. I prefer walking to driving. We'll avoid certain areas of the city at all costs, especially at night. Love a good romantic movie. I'm a firm believer that chocolate is the world's greatest stress reliever. I want to be the best lawyer in America. Ah, ambitious. Good for you. But for now, deep fried cheese. <laughs> Jack? Jack! Where did you go? Your Honor, I intend to prove that the defendant did, with wanton disregard for human life, engage in reckless driving on the I-92, and in those moments of road rage did cause the death of Ms. Carly Jeffers. She had so much life left, so much love to give, a husband, a career. She... Carly... I'm Carly. I was in the crash. Death. Am I dead? I want out. Do you hear me? I want out. Look, I am afraid. I am very uncomfortable here. Please, let me out. I get that something happened, but the only one who will speak with me is Jack. What's the use of living in this place? Bits and pieces of the past and no real explanation of the present. Please, let me out. I want to go home. my home? This is my parents' home. The barn. The horses. And Toby! Come here, puppy! Come see Carly! Come here, you silly dog! Wait, why don't I smell bacon? And coffee? Dad loved breakfast. Dad? Mom? This place is filthy. What's going on? 
understand. <coughs> Carly? Carly? Mom? I had a picnic with Grandma and Grandpa earlier, and I... You have grown up into a wonderful young lady. Your father and I are so proud of you. You're here too? But how is that possible? You died in a car accident. Like me. Yes, we did. But you're safe now. <laughs> Hearing your voice is amazing. So I am dead? This is what it's like to be dead? Choices, Carly. We all have them. We all must choose. Mom? Mom! Am I dead? Choices, dear. Don't leave me! Please, don't leave me! Mama! Carly, if you can hear me, show me some kind of a sign. Squeeze my hand. Move your eyes. Anything. Please. I'm right here, Jack. That's true, dear. You're more alive than you've ever been. But Jack can't hear you. He only sees the shell of who you once were. I want to be with him, Mom. That's natural. We were good together. I agree. You were good together. What are you saying, Mom? I can't go back? Did I say that, dear? But going back would bring so much pain. Why wouldn't I go back? Haven't you enjoyed our visit? Yes. It's been wonderful. I have missed you so much. Your father and I have waited so long. You don't know how much it means to me to see you again. Oh, God, Carly, please. You have no idea how much I need you. I mean, how much you need me. Mom, I have to go back now. Before you make your decision, I want to show you something. It won't take long. Carly. Dear daughter, we have so much to catch up on. Your father would love to see you. But Jack needs me. Don't be so certain. Think about it, Carly. He's still young. Stay here, and you will never really grow old. You'll never hurt. But it all seems like a dream, Mom. Carly, there's so much I wanted to say. There's so much I thought we'd do together. Speak to her, Jack. Tell her what's on your heart. I believe she can hear you. And if she can't? Then it can do no harm to speak your thoughts out loud. So, what, this is nothing more than personal therapy? Perhaps. Perhaps what you have to say might be for her. It, it might be for you, but it needs to be said. <sighs> I remember the first time I saw you. It was on campus, and you were studying under one of the big trees near the library. I remember, Jack. You kept looking around, thinking someone was throwing things at you. I had no idea where the acorns were coming from. A squirrel kept dropping things on you and your books. <laughs> That's when you came to my rescue. It's strange to think that a squirrel brought us together. 
What will I do when I can't roll over in the morning and watch you sleeping? You watch me sleeping? I had no idea, Jack. What'll I do when there's no one to come home to and there's stories to tell? You're a great storyteller. I never say it enough. But I love you, Carly. I'm so proud of who you are and what you've become. Jack, listen to I me. I don't know if I can be me without you. Carly, what are you doing? I have to go back, Mom. But you just arrived. Your father will be so disappointed. But Jack needs me. I need you too, Carly. I have waited so long for you to come to me. I don't want you to leave. Maybe it's not my time. Sure it's your time. You're here, aren't you? What are you saying? Stay here and never go back. But my husband... Stupid girl. You don't get it, do what? you? What? Life ends. Get over it. Who are you? I can't believe my mom would say this to me. I've toyed with you enough. Stay or go. It's your choice. Or is it? You're evil. Yeah, I get that a lot. I've got a tight schedule. I'll come back to check on you. Who knows? Maybe you'll still be here. <laughs> should have listened, Mom. You were right. I have never experienced that much pain in my life. Shh, now. You're safe. If only I could have been strong for Jack. There's nothing to fear, Carly. Pain cannot follow you here. But it has, Mom. I miss Jack. I hurt inside. I would do anything to be with him again. Stop it, Carly. You always were a stubborn girl. How Jack ever put up with you, I'll never know. Mom? Who do you think you are, coming here and rejecting me? Who are you? Who are you really, Carly? Who are you? <laughs> Whoa, hey, are you okay? Good morning, beautiful. Jack? You can see me? Why, are you supposed to be hiding? <laughs> I've been watching you sleep. Do you do that a lot? Uh... Almost every morning. Say, you better get ready for work. I'm not broken. Uh, what? I had the strangest dream. Ah, did it involve what we're doing for dinner tonight? I think you're going to pick me up after work and take me out to eat. What a great idea. Wish I'd thought of that myself. Uh, seriously, you gonna be okay? Don't ever leave me, Jack. Uh, let's see. Mm, yeah, not in my plans. I'm serious, Jack. Yes, I can see that. Ooh, that sounded bad. <gasps> Carly! You've just listened to A Choice Between, written by Glenn Haskell, 
Featured in the cast is Adriana Prosser as Carly, Alex Zahara as Jack, Elise Kralik as Mom, and Kyle McDonald as the Doctor. It was directed and post-produced by Jim Smagata. This has been a Misfits Audio presentation, copyright 2017. Thanks to Captain John Tatterzak, CEO of Misfits Audio, for posting this production. Thank you for listening. And that's this week's show. Please check the show notes for links for both shows this week at sonicsociety.org. And remember, October is Transcontinental Terror Month and the horror train continues its run here on Sunday Showcase every week with more great tales of terror. October is the favourite fear for audio drama producers and here at Mutual, we are thrilled to provide you with as many new chillers to keep you shivering before the winter season sets in. (laughs) Meanwhile, back here on the Sonic Society, make sure you return next week for another great show that will be making the rounds on Mutual. This time on Saturday Story Circle. Until then, I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. Have a wonderful day. See you next week. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Context is king, Jack. Context is king. Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. There are a number of everyday precautions that we can all take that may help to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. The first is to make sure to clean your hands often. Now, washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds is the best, but if you don't have that, try to use a hand sanitizer that has at least 60% alcohol. And to the extent possible, avoid touching high-touch surfaces in public places. These are things like elevator buttons, door handles, handrails, or of course handshaking with people. Wash your hands after touching surfaces in public places. Avoid touching your face, your nose, and your eyes. And clean and disinfect your home to remove germs, Practicing routine cleaning of frequently touched surfaces like tables, doorknobs, light switch handles will make a difference. Avoid crowds, especially in poorly ventilated spaces. All these small things that we can do may help to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. For more information, go to cdc.gov and be well, everyone. <laughs>